I think studying from a teacher and working with other students is a great way to learn a language. But I also think sometimes it can feel a little bit high pressure because there's often quizzes and tests, exams, maybe speeches you have to give, which can be kind of overwhelming at times. For me, what makes me interested in this position is finding ways to encourage language study and more informal contexts and ways to just have fun with it. You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language. We meet Hilary Yarger, the newest member of the team here at the Cornell University Language Resource Center. We discuss what drew her to the LRC and what she hopes to accomplish as our engagement and outreach coordinator. Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. And I'm Sam Lupowitz, the LRC's media manager. We have a very special guest on the podcast today. Our LRC team has a new member. Woohoo! Hilary Yarger is the new engagement and outreach coordinator here, and we are excited to introduce her to the world. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Hillary. And welcome to the LRC. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we always like to start our podcast by asking our guests about their background and experience with languages and language learning. What does that look like for you? Yeah, for me, my background in language stretches across quite a few years, really. I I think for me, it especially began when I left high school. So mm-hmm. My academic background is a little bit strange in that I actually only went to high school for two years, and Mm -hmm. then I left to go to early college at Bard College at Simons Rock. Mm -hmm. And there I studied quite a few different languages, and a lot of that was motivated by meeting so many international students Mm -hmm. from countries from all over Mm -hmm. the world. So I took Latin for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I took Chinese for a few years and even a little bit of Japanese. Okay. And, yeah, I I really enjoyed just having the experience of being able to become exposed to Mm -hmm. so many other cultures and and languages. So that's really when it began. And then most recently, I've been a graduate student at University of Chicago, and I recently graduated um, from the Master of Arts program in the humanities. Mm -hmm. And there I focused mostly on Chinese language in my studies. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, language really has been a major part of my academic background overall. That's what we like to hear, and mm-hmm. that's why you are the perfect fit for our team, among many other reasons, of course. Of course. <laughs> Hillary, can you tell us a little bit more about your MA thesis or your BA thesis, whichever you prefer to talk about, or maybe you want to talk about both of them? Maybe a little bit about yeah. both, I guess. Well, first off, I should probably say that I've always been kind of an interdisciplinary learner Mm -hmm. and that along with languages and cultures, I've also done a lot of studies in electronic arts, multimedia arts, Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So both of my thesis projects were kind of a combination between East Asian studies, but also electronic arts. I I also composed electronic music within my projects. Mm -hmm. My BA thesis was on Japanese aesthetics. So a lot of that was looking at various traditional arts in Japan academically, but also creating my own video and electronic music. And I also 
at that time started learning how to play the koto, which is a traditional、mm-hmm. Japanese instrument. Nice, yeah. So I was re- able to record a little bit of music that way on the koto and to include in the electronic music for my project. I, I continued that a little bit as well in my master's thesis, which was a similar type of project, but maybe of broader length in terms of the video. I composed, I guess, like a full album of electronic music and、nice. also included some koto recording in that、mm-hmm. way. We,、uh, we have a long history of blending music and video、mm-hmm. and language learning at the LRC here. So it's really、uh, exciting that you. Are bringing experience in that realm、uh, in with you. We're, we're very happy about that. I, I know I am. <laughs>、um, so, what got you most excited about working here with us at the LRC? Yeah, I think so many things actually. I mean, obviously, I'm, I've definitely been interested in languages and cultures and that sort of thing and, and just academic environments for a long time. So, that was definitely a major component.、Mm-hmm. But I think Another huge thing is just trying to find creative ways of making students excited about language learning. Because I, I think for me, after taking so many language courses, I really enjoy language study in the classroom. I think studying from a teacher and working with other students is a great way to learn a language. But I also think sometimes it can feel a little bit high pressure、mm-hmm. because there's often quizzes and tests, exams, maybe speeches you have to give, which、yeah. can. Be kind of overwhelming at times. And so I think for me, what makes me interested in this position is finding ways to encourage language study in more informal contexts and ways to just have fun with it. And I think that's really what I hope to bring into this role. That's awesome. What are you most looking forward into your new role here? Yeah, I, I think I'm most excited about the conversation hours、mm. because that's when students can gather together to practice speaking in different languages. And I think for me, I'm also curious in ways to include more cultural study within the conversation hours,、mm. like maybe listening to music or watching videos. Or I, I personally really like arts and crafts. So I think、mm. that could be、nice. a really、yeah. fun component to bring to the conversation hours. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you're already touching on this, but do you have、uh, what plans do you have for engagement and outreach as you get started here? Yeah, I guess in addition to maybe finding different creative outlets for the conversation hours, I think I'm also excited about exploring more with social media here at the LRC. Yeah. I would like to create just more posts online, but also. Potentially finding ways to include video within the posts and maybe、nice. including more just images of students, or maybe even finding ways of videoing the conversation hours and posting that. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, just, just, I guess, more methods of outreach through social media. 
That's great. Yeah, very good. We like that. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, we, could, we could use a little bit of that. Yeah, to spice yeah. Things Sp- up exactly. Right I was yeah. about to say spice <laughs> things up. Can we can we have the Spice Girl spice up your life as a little audio clip there? Uh, I can't. I'm. I'm. I need to check on how long we're allowed to do that. Okay. Before, before it's yeah, a copyright okay. yeah, strike, yeah. so it might be like. Oh, maybe just 1. the spice up seconds. your life. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'll see what see what we can do. Maybe we can speed it up too to make sure that we are within the. There you go. That'll be the. Okay. We'll we'll see. Yeah, there you go. Maybe it should just be that. I don't know. I have w- yeah. listeners. The the listeners to this episode will know what we wound up settling on, but we'll also have heard our process yes. for yes. arriving. Yes, at this at that creative yes. endpoint. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Well, Hillary, thinking about studying languages and maybe your own experiences as a language learner. What suggestions or tips do you have for language learners here at Cornell? I have, I guess, maybe some interesting and perhaps unusual ones. I This is kind of silly, but one of my favorite things to do is watch children's shows mm, in uh-huh. different uh, languages. Uh-huh. I, I love that YouTube or just other online resources have a variety of videos yeah. in other languages. And I really like using that as a way to to just practice my Mm -hmm. listening skills. And I think that can be helpful too for learners that maybe don't have a ton of experience with the language because a lot of times like TV shows or dramas have more complex vocabulary Mm -hmm. or maybe very specific terms and that can be just really hard Mm -hmm. to engage with. Whereas a lot of children's shows have exactly the opposite very simple words Absolutely. Sim- simple grammar that makes it just more accessible mm-hmm. and, and i think that can repetition be repetition too yes, right yes yes yeah. repetition yeah. for sure huh. nice makes sense well hillary it's been great to bring you onto the podcast and and get started letting all of our listeners get to know you as we've been getting to know you over the last couple of weeks um but before we sign off We'd like to ask you to share a word in a language you speak, love, are learning, want to learn, that doesn't exist in English, but you wish it did. What's your word? That's a very good question. I think for this question, I would actually have to choose a word in Japanese, even though maybe I've done more study in Chinese. The word is ma, and it essentially means emptiness. But I think what's important about that word is that in I guess in American cultural context, sometimes the word emptiness might feel like just purely nothing or like lacking of meaning. Mm -hmm. But I think in Japanese culture, it means perhaps the exact opposite, rather a kind of beautiful emptiness or Mm. a kind of meaning in the simplicity of emptiness. Ah. And that's something I focused on a lot. Um, during my BA thesis, but I still think about all the time mm-hmm. to this day. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that a lot because yeah. I feel like uh, our our lives can get very cluttered with input mm. and with tasks and mm-hmm. with you know, and and finding that uh, every now and then when I get to experience that sense of emptiness, you're right, it does have a, a, a positive connotation rather than the negative. There is something yeah. beautiful about it about that ma right mm-hmm. great yeah love awesome. that well hillary this was wonderful we are so excited to have you as part of our team and thank you so much for speaking of language with us today yeah thank you so much 
Next week, we will speak with Dr. Dan Walter about psycholinguistic approaches to second language acquisition and conscious and unconscious learning processes. Until then, auf Wiederhören! The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu or follow Cornell LRC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Speaking of Language is produced by Angelica Kramer and Sam Lupowitz. Recorded by Sam Lupowitz. Original music by Sam Lupowitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University. We thank our listeners, and do stay tuned for our next episode.